everyone, welcome to Artist Date. My name is Jana Komarnitska and this is Pedro Bonato and in this show we are talking about everything related to artist life, living together, working together, traveling together and uh, surviving and blossoming together. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so before we get started with the show, I just wanted to do a little housekeeping about the show. First, uh, the Artist Date show is also available as a podcast in all podcast uh, uh, platforms. So if you want to listen on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts, you can listen to the show there. We're working to see if it's possible to have the video version of the show on Spotify as well, in case you want that. But for now, it's all audio. So if you want to just listen to our ramblings, you can go over there. <laughs> to find that, you can go to uh, yanadance.com slash artistdate, and there you'll find links to, to the podcast. You can leave us a question or comment. And also, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe to the channel if you're interested in taking a look at our weekly, hopefully weekly, actually, uh, <laughs> explorations in uh, artist life. And uh, with that out of the way, I have to mention that this podcast is brought by ourselves with the Yana Dance Club that Yana will tell a little bit yeah, about. Yeah, our dance uh, uh, teaching platform where I share my dance classes, tutorials, and actually, if you liked uh, uh, not only listening to us, but watching us, <laughs> we just did a very cool uh, additional program inside the Yana Dance Club about drums and improvisation. So for belly dancers, as well as for drummers who are into Middle Eastern uh, style, it would be very interesting and very um, informative, but also very exciting visually, because not only you can see more of us playing music and dancing, but also enjoy beautiful views from Cappadocia, which a couple episodes ago in Artist Date we were talking, so now it's finally the output, the result of our work is out, it's inside the Anandance Club, I shared a little clips of it uh, in my, on my Instagram, so you can take a sneak peek a little bit, but main program and main thing is inside the Anandance Club, and of course it's just one program, we have over 150 hours of videos starting from belly dance for beginners to very advanced and very uh, intricate training programs for professional uh, dancers. So all that you can find at yanadanceclub.com and we also have finally... Yeah, we were able to... Uh, there were a little bit of like technical hiccups but then I put on my glasses and was able to figure out how to do this but we have uh, gift card options for annual memberships of the Yana Dance Club right now. So if you like to give the gift of dance and practicing and seeing like uh, Yana dancing all these beautiful like spaces and sometimes me drumming too um, and really learn and get together with a very cool community it's uh, possibly like a cool gift last minute gift we're releasing this probably either today we're recording actually on uh, the, the day, day of, of like the day yeah the Christmas day uh, although we are in Odessa in Ukraine where Jesus was born in a different day I think so it's like January 7th is when Orthodox Christians uh, celebrate Christmas. So, uh, but like for the Western world, we're recording this during Christmas Day and we're going to probably release either today or tomorrow and try to get some more consistency out of uh, Artist Day. 
so you can get us talking about some elements of art uh, each and every week. So with that out of the way, let's uh, talk about whatever we're going to talk about today. And I think we have a good idea I mean, of we, what's we up. We briefly talked yeah. about and you had two ideas and I actually had two ideas and they are completely the same. Yeah. Because in Odessa, I think we had very different experience from Istanbul. And in Cappadocia, in, in, in Turkey, in, in right? Turkey, general, Turkey. Yeah. and for both of us, the focus was uh, it just happened to be in like not only creative work but life wise on two other things. So, I guess we should talk first about having opportunity to focus on health, yeah, and body. And it was different for you and me, it just yes. happened to be like at, at the, the same, same time. time. Yeah. So some elements were similar, but for different reasons and with different focuses. Uh, so do you want to start? Sure. Yeah, so um, the way that I see this uh, like past few months, let's say, we've been in Odessa for, yeah, for two months and we were in, um, in Turkey for three. In Turkey, it was non-stop, just going around, shooting, 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 exploring, doing all sorts of different things. And when we came to Odessa, and if you saw last episode, we talked about a little bit of what were expectations were when we were going from Kiev to Odessa on a train. But my idea, our idea was sort of like to be here, sort of like a transitory like period, like that was sort of the idea to be here for a month or two months. You were going to have some classes, I was going to play for some festivals and do some stuff. And then uh, there were, again, sort of lockdowns or things like that. But... Uh, to get into the co comment that you said about like the focus on health, one of the things that happened was that uh, for me, for the last year and a half, two years, I would say, uh, I've been having like these super big back problems. Like my lower back hurts whenever I wake up. It's like this like monster to get out of the out of bed. Uh, it has been hurting a lot, and then. I, to be honest, I thought before it was like a psychological thing because I read a lot about like a relationship between uh, psychological like issues and, uh, and the, let's say manifestations in the body. So I was really thinking that was the case. And then suddenly uh, here I decided, you know what, we have this, we're in this like nice little like um, uh, Airbnb apartment in this like funny gated community in, uh, in Odessa, we can talk about this later, because for me it was very strange. Um, it's very Soviet style, but nice Soviet style, like it's very <laughs> pretty compared to other stuff, but it's sort of like there's this echoes of uh, architect. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. But uh, <laughs> so I went to, we found a very cool gym, very pretty, not uh, too expensive, but not cheap for uh, local standards, like some, somewhat of an investment. And then uh, it's like nice, like you can swim, you can do sauna, you can do this, that, like, well, like fully equipped gym. Um, and then I started doing that because, mainly because, okay, let me try to fix this back problem with some exercise. And then it got worse to the point that at some point I said, you know what, I it's too much. Like it's, I was even doing some... I thought were appropriate back exercises because I was doing it on my own. And when I was about 29, 30, I was doing exercises every day. And um, I was doing that kind of exercise, like this back exercise where you just like go up this, uh, this thing. And then suddenly 
my back was like not collaborating yeah. yeah and then i said you know what let's maybe go to doctor maybe do something and then you found the doctor here and then they suggested okay go do an mri right to see like this magnetic resonance imaging for for my back and just as a, like a like a little bit of context i already knew from an x-ray of what six seven years ago I had some sort of degenerative disease on my back, like my bones were doing something, I don't know. And then suddenly, uh, we went to do the, the MRI, which is actually a very fun, cool machine. I enjoy it as a geek. I was like, I've never been in one, it's so cool. Uh, and, um, but the results were basically that I had the back of a 70-year-old, that like my discs were all like fucked up. It's part of my language. We'll probably bleep this. And, uh, <laughs> and then um, they said that uh, I actually had a herniated disc and uh, like on my lower back. And then I was like, oh my God. Uh, like it was like very uh, tough for me to, to notice. Oh yeah, that thing you've been avoiding trying to fix suddenly comes to bite, bite you in the ass, right? And then basically when I Googled... Um, what it was, like, there were like all the solutions that were proposed, which was to lose weight, exercise, do sauna, work on mobility, work on like all these things. And then I thought like, you know what? Let me, this Jordan Petersonian idea of like, uh, let me treat myself as someone I would like to, to help. And uh, having helped my mom during COVID times last year and before that, I was like, oh, how can I be so focused in helping someone else and be completely focused and be like, she calls me a general when it was about like her health, but why wouldn't I do that for myself? So I basically did for this last two months, not to be too long about that too, but like I did, okay, this is the program I need to go through. I have to do this, 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 and this. And that's what we've been doing for the last two months. So the way that I like would sum up is that for Turkey, it was an outer exploration about inner stuff. Mm -hmm. And here has been basically an inner exploration about outer physical problems. It's sort of like how I, how I feel. But it's interesting how you mentioned just this switch in mindset because first of all like avoiding problem doesn't solve the problem especially if it's like health and something bugging and i think it also had a very big influence even on your creative life and creative output uh, but also this idea like treating yourself as someone who you love and who you yeah. would uh, you care about yeah, try to help, very often we don't do it. And uh, um, it's interesting that you brought it yeah, up. Yeah, like that's sort of like how I, I saw this. And like, just to give another little context too, like, so I had already, as I said, like signed up for like Allo Moves, this thing that has like, it's this online platform too, that, uh, well, Yannadens Club in a way is sort of like inspired by platforms like that, that offer very cool like mm -hmm. uh, classes for, for people of all styles, like from beginners to advanced. And one of the things that I noticed was like, I mean, I can only see that in hindsight, right? Like in, in retrospect, that my body over the last few I'd say years, but certainly for the last year, has been screaming, like my subconscious has been screaming on my interests. Like, 
about what I should do. Because, yeah, this back problem was not like being solved. When I went to Ukraine, I actually gained way more weight than... Um, I, I've always been fluctuating, but like I gained... I was like super fat. And I was like... Uh, but I knew that like I was not interested... When I was a kid, I was interested in like bodybuilding and getting bigger. Because I was small. Mm -hmm. And then now I was like, oh, I'd love to be flexible and strong and supple. And all those things. And I was interested in, for example, Kelly Starrett, who is a physical therapist that focuses on mobility. And I had a class from him from another uh, online source called Creative Live that he has a whole course, like two, it's basically a weekend. So that uh, he talks about having like proper posture and how the cool concept he had there that I tried to apply as much as I could in these two months was that make your combat stance your everyday stance mm -hmm. so this idea that i was like slouching on the computer like this right and then no like to come back to like like a position like this and uh i was so i started like really really digging into mobility stuff going to some um alo specifically courses about fixing my my back and they had like this specific one that basically on the first day that I did the exercise, uh, it was ridiculously painful to go through, but I even told you like I was finishing it up and then suddenly like all this tissue that you were basically massaged with this like lacrosse ball and massage is not the right word because it hurts like hell. And That's how I feel every massage for me. <laughs> <laughs> but then like it releases a lot of tension yeah. that is built into the body and then you relax and I actually had the first day that I did not have back pain. And when you're talking about creativity and influencing that, one of the things that I noticed as it's even I saw our behind the scenes videos or whenever I'm shooting like something or drumming, when I'm walking, let's say to fix a light, to change something, I notice how I was walking, mm -hmm. right? And then because like my belly was like very weak and you overextend your lower back. And of course, if my lower back is hurting, I will tend to go forward. So I was walking in this weird way. Penguin. Yeah, like a penguin, yeah, for sure. And the other thing that I noticed, this I noticed a while back, but then it got worse and worse was that every time I would, let's say if I wanted to squat or go down to get, grab something, I would unconsciously hold myself. And I noticed this and said, okay, this is not good. And one of the things that like, in terms of like um, importance of health, which everybody knows and, and all that, but how much unconsciously it influences your stamina, your mood, your ability to do things, and even your willingness to do things. Because when you're afraid of pain, you don't even go there, mm. right? So that's one of those things that to me was uh, quite, even though we haven't been walking, doing that much stuff in um, outside, like exploring the city, going around, or this, we did like twice or something like, but this inner reality, not only about the body, at least for me, it was much more about also like, reading some interesting books about the psychology of um, like being stuck and things like that. So, and of course, working heavily on, on projects like editing everything and uh, for like basically doing our work. Uh, it has been uh, an interesting like inner journey yeah. and uh, this thing of like actually being able to go to the gym every day without fail. And even there was like a blizzard like these days, 
And I said, oh, but I have to go to the gym. So how can I make it happen? And I actually went. And so like, oh, I'm becoming that guy. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I don't want to monopolize the conversation. No, so. no, it's interesting. Like there are a couple points that definitely I can also relate to. And I think many people like, but one, I want to dig a little bit deeper on the, you mentioned that, or you first thought it's psychological. And at the same time, um, another reason why you thought so, because last, what, one year and a half, two years, were extremely stressful for us. Yeah. Many things that were left behind the scenes, not shown mm. anywhere, but they were like very, very tough, if like how to say. Yeah. So it was kind of like, oh, related to that. And uh, uh, it's interesting how we do still, although like in your case right now, it's a physical problem, but maybe there was in the beginning the uh, like let's say impulse from psychological problem to store it in a specific way because there are many even like uh, books and ideas and concepts that like uh, some emotions are stored in like lower back specifically mm -hmm. in your area like or uh, some other areas uh, etc in body and uh, I think the our body screams at us not only for physical things that we need to fix but also psychological things like it react like real i don't remember if you ever mentioned but one book that literally influenced both of us during this last two years was like mm -hmm. liz uh, uh Bourdain. Bourdain. We, we mentioned like four times okay. yeah i think we mentioned like there are some concepts that like it's like her own approach but in terms of connection between psychological uh, problems, issues, and traumas, and how they represent themselves in your body. It was really a mind-blowing read, so highly recommend. And uh, for me, the stress uh, which we went through, it resulted in a different way. Uh, my main issue was that I started gaining weight a lot. Yeah. And I started it actually even in Canada before we left but I remember last half a year year it was very frustrating for me too because I was a full-time performer I reached like what I dreamed I was living from it okay all great like I have a lot of gig requests I'm like popular performer great like my dream come true but there was no satisfaction and that was frustration was like wait but I really wanted it I really was working hard here it is and something is really bugging me so that frustration was kind of bringing a lot of stress like already but nothing to compare when we came to ukraine and a lot of yeah let's uh, say old traumas reopened and uh, many things went through and for me it went into a couple of things first with a uh, um, change of lifestyle that uh, there's well, less, uh, day, yeah. yeah, less physical activity on top of lockdowns, and we were in a small apartment. So I still was practicing, still was dancing, exercising, but different cuisine. Different yes, food. different food. On top of that, a lot of stress 
that you don't even bother to think what you eat or what you how you take care of yourself and on top of that i'm very much emotional eater <laughs> mm -hmm. so all that stuff not only you don't care like you just like oh whatever is on fridge or whatever is easy to grab from the store and quickly cook but on top of that you start craving like sweets uh dough like uh, baker uh, baked stuff like what, whatever like all those things that we know very well they're not good for us but we still trying to compensate some stuff like to get immediately a reward and of course it resulted uh for me in significant weight gain which was from my let's say optimal way my best ever shape not the slimmest because i was less at some point but that was not healthy neither but from my good one i basically like 18 kilos gain which is a lot in general it's a lot for a dancer and also it was a struggle for me because all my life like uh, being uh, raised uh, uh, with ukrainian mentality of uh, what is the standard for uh, like beauty femininity and being more open about that with 10 years experience of living in canada but still having that ingrained since childhood in ballet school that it's very tough here and like oh the dancer should look like this so i was really enjoying and see or viewing like different body shapes and body styles from other dancers but i was not ready to face it to mm. myself see differently and that was a quite a big struggle. And once we start traveling, I was like up and down, but because we keep traveling, it's a lifestyle. Like, of course, like in Turkey, in Istanbul last month, I was exercising, I was doing stuff. But mostly when you are like in different country and in exploration mode, it's just like, it's not your like priority. You want to, to see things, you want to go do things, you want to explore the country because you know you have limited time there. Uh, so it didn't really like help much, but I feel mindset, it starts slightly shifting for me when we were in Turkey, because that's when I gained with baklavas and Turkish sweets the most. So I was like at the peak weight ever for myself and we were still shooting, which was a little challenge for me, little, like little, <laughs> but internal challenge how to visually make it not only in like nice for me to view but the process to make it comfortable and nice and i think the some shift came through uh when istanbul it was last month in turkey we were trying to do some very uh creative and like almost like a boudoir style mm -hmm. shoot and i was like okay, I want to do it, like we have interesting concept, a really nice environment, like apartment that we lived was awesome, like we could just photoshoot there, like, but what about me? How can I make it? Mm -hmm. And actually, I still didn't review those photos, mm -hmm. but I remember sneaking on the camera, I was like, okay, there are some things that I like, and it was, um, for me, I kind of feel it was, really my internal the first step on trying to accept me but not with the idea like oh uh, like everything is great i'm happy etc but more like 
okay, I just need to take care of my body and just listen to it. And it deserves love and care regardless of how it looks or feels right now. So it was a little shift. And then when we were coming to Ukraine, we, we knew that we will take one or two month break. And I actually wanted like my first mindset was um, I wanted to do some sort of more cleansing diets. And uh, of course, I had this like, OK, I want to lose weight because it really influenced me uh, not only visually, but physically, like how I move, how I feel. So I was like, okay, it's for me, it doesn't work. I need, I didn't have specific goals, like how much, but I was like, okay, I at least need to reverse this process. And I remember like when we came away in Odessa, I decided, okay, we have gym. I actually wanted to do something else. I wanted to do like a, a specific cleansing diet, not even thinking like about exercise. But then I was like, oh, there is a gym. And during the last two years, it was always on my mind too. Interesting how you say us, our interests scream uh, at us, like what we need to do. Because throughout this year, I was constantly enrolling and purchasing like, oh, this like two week meal plan, oh, this three week like marathon on exercises mm. and meal plans. But I never actually did them fully when I was purchasing them. So now I had a collection. I was like, okay, I never really went through them fully. I was either doing partially or postponing. So now I basically decided, okay, let's do it. And we had gym right close to it. And we have nice apartment, some space to dance and practice here. So, okay, no excuses. And basically for last two months in different styles, but we are on the basically diets. Yeah. <laughs> diets as a like... Um, Taking care of our body. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. Like when, when just to come back to what you're talking about being something that is, let's say, psychological or physical. And um, I have been uh, I read this book by I actually highly recommend her podcast, uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf. I think is her name. It's called uh, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, the name of the book. And then the podcast is something similar too. And I randomly discovered her on Lewis Howe's podcast, which may, we mentioned him before. And uh, she was saying some very interesting things like, okay, again, skeptic hat alert. She, she is a neuroscientist, which is awesome. Then she talks about very, very, very cool concepts and ideas, which uh, I will, let's say... She does like clinical studies, clinical trials, she does the research, but there are a couple things, just like with Luis Bordeaux, but not so woo, but she talks about quantum physics and the, and the electrum, and not like in, in the gravitational pools, which have, in my, as far as my third year physics, like major dropout thinking and skeptic in mind, it's like the gravitational pull of the steel in this building is bigger than whatever neurons are going on. So unless there is a mechanism, physical relationship in the most complex thing, which is the brain, um, independently of if the explanation is correct or not on that level, like on the physics level, probably on the neuropsychological level it is very useful so just one side note i hope i can interview her someday because she's amazing but whenever she starts talking about the quantum uh, it's like it's anyway uh, it, it but it's just like this list bordeaux like we all have maybe different views and i know that right now we are talking about like science so it's not yeah, only that personal like uh, yeah. worldview etc mm -hmm. but um 
I remember like starting doing Liz Bordeaux and on the few first pages I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should just close this book because it doesn't really speak to me. Yeah. And I'm so happy I passed through and kind of filtered like, okay, this is the useful and, and interesting information. So that's kind of the same with uh, some sources like this. Yeah, too. like, and uh, don't get me wrong, like, I'm, uh, the cool thing about being like, like a skeptic at heart is the humbleness that you don't know everything. And you don't want to be fooled. In this case, I don't think it's a matter of fooling. It's a matter of um, there are so many, so much quackery going on really that a lot of the Deepak Chopras of the world go and say about the quantum this or the quantum that. When quantum physics just talks about particles and things, it's not a, it's, they're trying to do the leap to consciousness, but it's sort of like, it's a reach with the knowledge that we have so far, as far as I know, according to the people that actually study particle physics. It's one of those situations that you know? some words or concepts start being used for different things and they became popular and... So that's the thing. Yeah. My problem with uh, this approach is that, okay, amazing, okay, neuroscientist with like PhD, she actually was talking about the idea of plasticity in the brain. Mm -hmm. Like way like in the 80s, apparently, she's one of the first people to because pe before the 80s, they were thinking like, oh, once you reach like your adolescent brain or like early 20s, your brain is set and it's just degradation from then on. The idea of plasticity that your brain changes, it's a new concept mm -hmm. in uh, science in terms of being proved on the like neurological level, like on the chemical and like uh, seeing ima like imagery from brains. And she apparently is one of the pioneers in this field, which is great, awesome. Like I'm, I was, I was hooked. It's okay, cool, awesome. Someone that is not going to talk about past lives, great. Uh, so it's going to talk like actual like things that are happening in the like in the in the body, and then the explain but she just sort of like glances over it she uses the words like oh quantum this or gravitational pull that and the the energy of the blah and the and i was like wait but you're a scientist why are you using these terms this way you know like so anyway but that's sort of like neither here nor there but like just i got into her work and um sort of like a month into my training i guess like it was a month ago and one of the things that she was talking about is this idea of the mind-brain-body mind, connection. And she was even saying things like how it even activates uh, certain elements of your DNA by the things that you think about. It's mm -hmm. an idea that Peterson was talking about too. And it's not like you're changing your DNA by thinking. You're activating different elements and it's all together in your, in your life. So my point about that, uh, that element about being psychological is that and even if you remember the last episode that I was talking about my interest in courage, right? And when you think about the back, the, the idea of the back is the backbone. It's literally connected to courage, mm -hmm. right? So I was thinking, huh, and I have always thought about it, like if I would think of my worst, the worst version of myself, not my... Um, not the things that other people consider that I would consider to be very, let's say, positive. Uh, but it was always this uh, vision of not having a strong back and having this flobby, fatty um, uh, belly. And it was not even about the, the visuals and the, and the, let's say, the, uh, 
<laughs> societally imposed views. It's like, no, this is literally an archetypical image of gluttony and not strength. Well, it's also a metaphor for you that yes, you have yeah. incorporated this. Yeah, so, uh, I do, so even though it is a physical uh, like problem I have, which my mother has, it's like sort of like a genetic thing, uh, it's exacerbated by lifestyle. So that's one of those things that I was uh, noticing. And the, even like in your case, like of course for women it's usually even worse that it's like people are ruthless with the, like looks and all that stuff especially for themselves usually, but at the same time, if you're going to see this from, let's say, not the usual conversation people have today of body acceptance and all that, it's like, no, you have a goal. You have a vision that it's attracting you. It could be that it's a lie. Oh, you don't need the fake breaths and crazy lips and huge, you don't need those things. Like, But at the same time, there's something that is a goal that is attracting you. And I can say that from my point of view, it has never been to be let's say, the idea of being strong and supple, it was more from a functional point of view and also the what kind of mindset you need to have to be able to uh, keep that. I also think we talked about this uh, several times already in previous episodes, but I think it also comes from what's your reason. Are you trying to reach even that visual, like let's say, mm. goal to put it as a mask, to pu put it in front of others, to prove something to others of like, oh, this is how I look, so that's who I am? Or uh, that uh, images or visuals, they come from you, from inside you because you associate something, but not because in, in relationship to others, let's say, to pretend, mm -hmm. oh, I'm like that, or like, I don't want to be judged, so I'm doing this, but no, that's for others. Are those maybe visuals that you're trying to reach to, even if it's just visuals, let's say, but are they coming because you associate that from something within you, like, uh, yeah. either strong, like, I don't know, character or, or I don't know, like reaching goals or courage, like you thought, so it's something emotional or something like health-wise, you kind of feel like, oh, this visuals, let's say body, like right now mm -hmm. we are talking, is associated in my mind with like more energy, more activity, more health, like, so and you beauty. don't. And beauty, beauty yes. Yeah. Uh, but again, like not as a mask to prove like yeah, or pretend yeah. to someone, like for you personally, that's what you feel how you are. Because I remember like, during these two years, what I caught myself and what was bugging me psychologically, I think, the most and created this conflict inside me because I see in the mirror, I look my, one way, but in my mind, whenever I'm thinking mm -hmm. about myself, like, in my mind, whenever I was trying kind of to see myself from, from a side, like, oh, I, I look differently from what I see in the mirror. Like, I associate myself with, like, Oh, what I used to be like three years ago, let's say, yeah, like yeah. active, different body, doing different things, capable of doing different things. And suddenly in reality, like, eh, that's not the case. And of course, if in your, your mind, you're picturing yourself or present yourself one way and the reality, not only of how you look, but how you behave and act is different. That's the conflict that will bug you 
even more than your own satisfaction with uh, how things are right now. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's one of those things that to me at least, like, it's very difficult not to embed this conversation, at least trigger this conversation in whatever buzzwords about body acceptance and yeah. all that stuff from today. So I would try to stay away from that because my point is more like, I literally was like, it's, it's like call and response. It's like, like cause and effect. I literally had, well, right now I lost seven kilos already, 10 to go, but like I lost seven kilos of fat in two months, exercising every day, doing all these like things that I mentioned. And immediately it's like you have less pressure on your joints and uh, oh blah oh amazing it stops hurting right <laughs> right and uh, all these other things like uh, that all these other indicators that obviously like scientifically we know it's better to be good cardiovascular uh, like um, like conditioning is good to have like good muscle structure to sustain your skeleton and to actually by doing like strength activities you reinforce your like your your bone structure and all those things so there are hundreds of uh, proven effects which are helpful for your body to be and just because today we can let's say indulge in in this let's say modern lifestyle that can put us in life support and we get like uh, with all sorts of problems, but and one thing that even uh, Dr. Caroline um, Leaf that I was mentioned before, I was kind of pooping the the, uh, <laughs> the quantum stuff, but the all the other stuff, it's like it seems legit. And one of the things that she was mentioning is that I think starting on the 90s or in the 2000s is the first generation in millennia that were they are living less than their ancestors mm -hmm. and because of lifestyle diseases right yeah. so that's mind-boggling that we got to that level that we prefer to be i even see like me or anyone actually even kids like like this on their phones right embedded and what starts happening on your back and all that and and those things that start slowly and then suddenly become like you think it's part of you and one of the things that i like to go into the let's say psychological exploration something that this uh, dr caroline leaf was talking about is this point that especially when you start exercising when you have been this out of shape and fat like me for so many years and as someone that had as a hook when i was 27 28 and 29 and 30 like for about yeah three years let's say i was in the best shape of my life because i was basically I was at about a hundred kilos and then when I was working in the government work and then I discovered tennis and then I started exercising and changed a lot of my life right before I went to Canada and I was exercising literally every day two three hours a day before going to to work and I was like super strong and getting way different and then things started derailing after that but I remembered that oh today I didn't exercise at night mm -hmm. let me do some push-ups because I, I knew it would be good for me. And so I could still remember, I hooked in my mind, especially for these two weeks, it's like for these two months, I was like, no, I remember this. Mm. It will come back to this. Mm. And um, the other thing that I would mention that it could be very useful, because I know that a lot of um, uh, artists, better anywhere, anywhere, like any kind of uh, thing, like even trying to convince my parents to go and exercise and do different things, it's always uh, dif difficult 
or even my nephews, which it are has super to young. From the, inside. Yeah, it, at some point your back will hurt to a point that it will make you act, and hopefully it's not too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like in my case, what ended up happening was like, so the first trigger was okay. What if I treated myself as a person that I cared about? What would I do? I would be a damn general and do the things that needed to be done, but not to the point of punishment to the bad behavior from before. It's like, what can I do? And then also be very humbled. For example, you talked about a lot of meal plans that you're doing and uh, like food. My focus was not on food these days, was in exercise. And in my case, because I knew that if I started getting into the Hunger Games mentality in my, in my head, I would not, um, like, uh, it would probably backfire. In my mind, I was worried about that. So I went around it. The way that I did it was slowly taking things out. Yeah. And that's what I, you were going to yeah. say something. Yeah, I just want to clarify, like for me, like meal plans, I was not going in a hunger mode at yeah, of all. Course, yeah. And you saw some of my meals that I was cooking and I was like, you're like, oh, it looks good. Let me try. Like I was cooking like very nice and delicious meals. But um, we basically did kind of the same. We eliminated uh, uh, certain products. I eliminated more products than you did from your diet. But basically, it's very simple and very obvious things that most people know, like no sugar, no flour, like no wheats, no bakery or breads, etc. Like no, uh, I don't know, like uh, sodas or something like that or pizzas. So it's a very like basic ones. I was experimenting. <laughs> <laughs> like I was experimenting. So like from one week to another, I was changing. And also I was not doing it for like two months straight. Let's say I was taking like two, three weeks, then one, two weeks, like relaxed more. But after going through a very clean meal plan, exercising, seeing, first of all, feeling how you change. I was having way more energy and was able to wake up most of the days like super early, which I like, which Mm -hmm. is difficult. And now I kind of feel associated like, oh, that's very connected to what I eat. Because in those like one, two window of breaks, let's say, that's when I was struggling more usually. So for me, like finding those meal principles, like, oh, that works for me. It doesn't mean that, oh, I never eat sweets at all. Like, no, we were indulging sometimes too, yeah, like a couple days, times, yeah. but very like little. And the, the thing what happened is in these two, three weeks of when you go through this meal, clean, let's say, food meal plan, you don't really want, because first time I did it, I did it for three weeks and I thought like the, First day that I am after it, I want like everything, pizza, sushi, burger, <laughs> sweets, <laughs> like all together. And that didn't happen. So like I was getting like, oh, let's get something like here or there. But it was way calmer, my reaction, because I was not starving, because I did like very thought through, like a uh, nice meal plan. But although we talk a lot about like visuals, like, oh, like losing gi- uh, weight is one of the aspects of it. But I think both of us, what it was about, it was about behavior. It was about, because it's not like you or me had a goal, like, oh, let's in two months lose like 10 kilos or something like that. Mm. Because then you would literally starve yourself and it's possible to do, but mm. that's not healthy. Like our main focus you mean was... behavior in terms of like changing lifestyle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
okay, what food doesn't serve me good, I feel bad after it, let's eliminate. Exercising, like going consistently, like for you, you literally every day, and it's not like necessarily you go and do like, I don't know, because some days you will go to gym like for three, four hours, you'll yeah. do the whole practice. It's not like every day you will go for three, four hours, but you will go at yeah. least for an hour, at least just for sauna, whatever you do. Yeah. So it's about this mentality like, oh, I did something for myself today to take care. For me, it was like, I was putting like, okay, two or three weeks, I have this plan for meals and exercises. And for me, the main focus was I want to go through it without cheating, actually do mm -hmm. it. And that was for me, I even find a little trick for extra encouragement to get a new training outfit at the end of every like next like uh, plan Cycle. or meal I did. Mm -hmm. And it was also very exciting because um, of course this, the main side effect of it, like my body was changing. So this excitement of new outfit and it looks good on me and I want to dance more. So it actually interesting how it helped me to stay even more consistent with my regular dance practices because I remember throughout these two years there were many moments that I was like, I don't want to get up because I don't really want to look in the mirror and see like, oh, I cannot put my favorite dance outfit because it doesn't look good on me and it doesn't look good with me because the size doesn't fit. So it kind of pressing on even on top of uh, what I gained, let's say. So I'm already not happy with how I am. Plus the tight outfit, it doesn't help at all. And then it's like, ah, I'll do a short or I don't have motivation. And now it's, it's different. Not that I every time like I'm, Sometimes, no, of course, you struggle difference. with motivation, yeah. but it's different. It's enjoyable. I'm looking forward to put this training outfit and go to either gym or at home to practice and see in the mirror and record the video and see. For me, the most encouraging, it's not about like, oh, I'm still like not, uh, not close to like super ideal how I used to be, but it's not anymore about that for me. It's more about, oh, I'm just taking care. It's changing it's improving it it's makes me feel better mm -hmm. and that's what the point is like yeah. it's not anymore that goal like oh i want necessarily like just like that mm -hmm. just like it was like before i want to no it's more like how can i improve and be better now mm -hmm. and yeah. taking care of it yeah for it, seeing this and i think i mentioned this to you before but like uh seeing well being living with you for like what, six, seven years Eight. now? Eight years. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it started yesterday. <laughs> so, um, I remember, like, I mean, of course, your internal life and the, let's say, absolute numbers, like, are different. But I even mentioned to you, like, when some point you were, like, complaining about your body and didn't want to dance, you didn't want to do this, you didn't want to wear this, you didn't want to do that. I was like, huh, I remember this in 2017, in 2018. And if you look at the photos and videos of those times, you miss like, oh, but I was so like in a certain shape that you enjoyed. And then I was like, but Yana, do you remember that you actually did not enjoy this back I then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, but like uh, I remember, like it's funny because in my memory I do have those moments of being happy with that. No, for sure there were moments <laughs> that you were happy, but in general, because I remember the conversations, uh, like uh, you know, never happened. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is like how much, though, like that, let's say your idea of how you look and the standard that you want to uh, like strive for is so different. 
than uh, what you actually are. In my case, and I mentioned this not to like to poke too much fun of that, but just to point attention that like those behaviors, they'll always be there if you don't pay attention to them. If you don't have this process-oriented thinking, you know, like of course you need goals, but it's sort of like for me at least, it has always been um, the goal of having, because I was not comparing to something in general, I was not comparing to something I had because I was not very athletic. I was at most thin, mm -hmm. but not athletic, not strong, not like any of those things. Um, at least, sorry, I didn't see myself as that. And most of the time, especially after my 20s, I was super chubby. Like, I was chubby or chubbier. Those were the two things. But the, pro the, the thing about my body type is that it was all sort of like concealed, like all the fat was stored in like chest and belly. And so that hid a little bit. And then when you get out of control is when you can see on my face. Uh, and of course, I didn't like this. And then, of course, uh, I mean, I will mention this as I think there are traps in both accepting you exactly how you are and idealizing something and being manipulated by it, mm. by that vision. So there are traps in both. Yeah. There are traps in, oh, you should accept who you are. No, you suck. You should get better. That applies to everyone in the world. You, want, you can get better. The world needs you to be better. It's that kind of stuff. Accepting, but not giving up on yourself. Exactly. It's like, this is where I am. It's like, oh, I have to accept that I am, uh, I don't know, 10,000 bucks in debt and I'll always be that way. No, you'll try to get out of it. Yeah. That kind of stuff. It's like, let's accept reality as it is. And let's know that there are psychological tricks that are making you feel worse than you actually are because of me. That's all true. At the same time, you know that certain elements of beauty standards actually have a deeper meaning, which is why we think that, for example, if you look at a landscape, you then say, oh, how noble this landscape is. You say how beautiful it is. Mm -hmm. You see how beautiful the universe is. So you use this word over and over and over again. And that has something to do with the human body, the human condition. And of course, it can go astray to the point that people mutilate themselves to create something in the, in the real world that it's like this exaggeration of this biological urges and all those things. So that I don't like, mm -hmm. but seeing, for example, um, like a guy or a girl that can do something like amazing that will inspire you to act. So it's beauty in that Dante Alighieri way of like beauty, something that inspires you to act, to mm -hmm. go beyond wh where you are. And that... Like in dance, there is also like the vocabulary that is available to you when you have a certain body type, right? Or at least, sorry, it's not a better matter of being body type. When you have a certain level of health, genes, and uh, conditioning that allow you to express that, uh, that thing. For example, if you are not in tennis, if you are not a certain height, or even more exaggerated in basketball, you will not do certain things that other people can do. So there is some, a lot of genetic components to it, but no one cares for that. What you want is the person like trying to get out of their own like reach potential. And when you're talking about the mind or the body in general, exploring the world, there are no real standards because there is a niche for every, let's say, body type. I think this topic is very, very complicated because there are a lot of like stereotypes and uh, 
labels on it and it's very difficult like to really see but I think like here we are sharing our individual stories yeah. right now like current ones within like two months and two years like a yeah. period and lifetime too like referencing but it's still very individual and these relationship to dance it's so individual because yeah. I saw so many examples of people who through dance were able to accept themselves mm -hmm. and there's so many examples that dance were highlighting people's rejection of themselves so it's all real individual like for me like I was sharing like my little experience with like oh having low motivation or like not willing to, to dance because for me personally I entered dance with one mindset and body shape and this stereotypes of course uh, my upbringing in Ukraine with like uh, so many years of like ballet school that also had a big impact on me so seeing myself I'm not talking about body type in general mm -hmm. because I saw so many great dancers, oh, amazing yeah. dancers with very different body shapes. It's not about that. It's sh looking within and feeling like, oh, I'm not ready to accept myself right now. But rejecting myself in this condition doesn't really help. So that's why I also brought up that moment, I think, in Istanbul, which was just prior to Odessa. It's like that click, like, no, I still feel i can still feel and find beauty wherever i uh look like because beauty comes from within but this was the moment of accepting for myself but not for the sake okay so i'll just be like that for me it was more opening doors like okay i this body and me my mind and my brain they deserve to be taken care of that's what i think clicked that i actually went through those meal plans that I had the year before but I never really did it for whatever reason which in general was just an excuse but this time it's as, as if some internal mind door was open with that acceptance and uh, feeling like oh no you deserve to be taken care of which is interesting because that's how you put it like, but you yeah, did it yeah. slightly differently. You shifted, you start treating yourself as if someone who deserves love. So you were like getting from your experience of taking care of other people. Well, but it was it's, still it's, like yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, it's still the same like idea and concept. It's more like uh, allowing yourself to take care of yourself. Yeah, and that uh, I would another like on the same vein, like uh, just to, to, to give credit or credit is due, I mentioned that this is a quote from Jordan Peterson, psychologist, that it said uh, like treat yourself as someone you would, that you care about, I think that's, uh, that you'd like to care for or care about. Uh, sorry, it's someone that you care about. And the idea is that, for example, it's the, at least the way that I understand, uh, having a lot of uh, issues of having certain standards for myself that like in your case it was like all the let's say you were punishing yourself for let's say physical standards that you did not meet that were expected it's not even a matter of like uh, oh great that you got there it's like how did you allow yourself to get a millimeter out of it yeah. in my case that went through like achievement courage those kinds of things or shame of let's say, less ideal actions 
from my point of view, or even inaction in my case, which is the biggest sin of all in my mind. But it was in that point of like, how about you? Because in I, I always compare this idea of like, let's say if you talk just on the buzzwords of today, like about privilege and things like that, like even though I'm South American, I'm considered white. Uh, this, so it's like this, I have no excuse not to excel. Mm-hmm. I'm not dumb. I'm not like my body's not disabled. Like I am fairly like uh, creative and uh, I'm just not industrious. So anything, and then as we mentioned many episodes before, like you, you, all your achievements become invisible, mm-hmm. right? When you are criticizing yourself relentlessly, be it physical or psychological. In that case, they're intrinsically connected, right? And then um, we usually sometimes also reject the ideals because we feel we can't achieve them. Mm. Right? I heard, I don't remember where, but brilliant idea about, it can apply to everything, but uh, it's for those situations that you feel, oh, it's not for me, oh, I can't figure it out, like, oh, other people can do, but like, I have this and this and this, and that's the concept, like, hmm, thousands, if not hundreds millions, of yeah. millions of other people figure it out for themselves. Why do you think you're so special that you can't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as if you were not part of the human race that was able to do the same. Because right? everyone has their own struggles. Uh, many people will have the same struggles or similar struggles, but even if they are not the same, or like, because there are different situations and of course life happens, but everyone has something that they had to figure out and very often it's something very tough. So if they could do, you will be able to do it too, if you allow yourself yeah. to not find excuses, but to put it like, okay, how can I make it possible? Yeah, in the in this thing that like I mentioned from from Peterson's idea of like someone else to help, it's just a mental trick. In my case, it didn't even come me. Maybe it came a little bit from me helping like my mom, helping like other people, like of, like with physical problems and things like that. That I put all my energy into it. Um, like limitless like energy for like uh, for certain things like but it was more from the point of view of like what he mentions and even like Mel Robbins the lady from the high five book we can, mm-hmm. we can mention that in a bit but like one thing that he would like he flips that way as someone you you would like to care for is like let's say you had a family member or someone you really love like a friend that was having a problem and you like to help them mm-hmm. so you don't I mean you may be pissed at that person because they I don't know Screw fell up something yeah <laughs> fell back into drinking or whatever things you know like uh, but you want to help them so why don't we have that element of like seeing yourself from above is something I mentioned before like many times but like in the sense of like okay let me help this dude like me in this case I was thinking okay this like this dude with like back problem let's see what we can do like um, and uh, I was thinking from that point of view, and then just to mention what I just uh, commented right now, like on other, let's say, uh, writers, I was like going through the library from, again, from the podcast from Caroline Leaf, and she had this interview, and it was like this person with a her books on the background and a big smile, and then I thought, okay, well, another snake oil, like salesperson to the, to the desperate, but in the end, it was not. It was uh, Mel Robbins, I think is her name. She had this book and then she just explained the concept of the, the high five habit mm-hmm. or like something like that. And it was a very interesting idea. I just started doing this thing 
Uh, I did a couple times, like a few days in a row. Uh, but the idea is that you look yourself in the mirror after like you brush your teeth and stuff and you high five yourself in the mirror. Right? I just do this. I actually, uh, we discovered from different resources. Yeah. I mean, we discovered through podcasts, but... Do the high five. It's important. No, I, I do like, uh, no. yeah. Do the high five. It's a, you know, <laughs> okay, I'll try. Caroline Leaf, talking to this, uh, this author, I hope I'm right, saying her name right, uh, Mel Robbins, I think is her name. And she was saying, she was explaining from a neuropsychological point of view, neurophysiological point mm -hmm. of view, why this is a good hack. Of, yeah. No, not saying bye, hello, but like it's high-fiving because the idea of high-five, we do that sometimes when we mm -hmm. are in good, oh, we worked something out like that used to be an issue and now it's not. Oh, cool, we did it, great. Uh -huh. Like, But you do high-five to other people, great job. Yep. It's you different. are given like, also, like as an encouragement, a com compliment or and, acknowledgement of your success. And one of the things that uh, the, uh, Caroline Leaf talks about a lot is this idea of like it takes a certain amount of time to change a habit. Mm -hmm. And that habit, like in her case, she was talking about cycles of 63 days to change habits. Not the 21 days that we talk about, even like the training of dogs and things like mm -hmm. that. But it's like it's basically three cycles of 21 days that she talks about that it takes that long to grow this like neuroplasticity, uh, like say hack, that it takes that long to create those things. That's why I was even thinking that for, for drumming, oh, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning. If I don't practice, it goes away because it didn't get rooted. Like she even uses a lot of analogies about trees. But when, we, when I told you like, cause to me it was like, this is so dumb. So dumb. Yep, it, it, it sounded really But dumb. then when I did it the first time, I was like, oh, and she even talks about the differences in people's uh, like reactions. And she says, even to do this uh, five-day challenge, that you do that every day, five days. And from what you told me about doing this, you're not doing it. No, so but, I challenge you to try okay. to do it. But yeah. it's still like, even with my variation, like I notice like you can't help but smile. Some people, uh, like in my case, uh, it was not the case oh. at all, at all at all and even uh, like uh, Mel, Mel Robbins she says that some people the first one because you have the serotonin in your body and you smile or you laugh mm -hmm. some people cry because mm -hmm. they actually yeah. do it in my case I, I did that like after because I was listening on the on the um, uh, on the gym like when I was doing some uh, like uh, elliptical and like cardio exercises and then afterwards I was like and I was listening on the sauna too but I was like you know what I was at the gym with the big mirror like in the in the locker room and then i looked at myself there and mm. then but it was not like it was to me the first time it was like i was like this is ridiculous but then i thought you know what because i i saw my eyes because mm. you have to be looking at yourself like you're, you're facing yeah. yourself and you're doing this so this hack of like you're not going to high five your enemy Mm, that's good yeah. right so the way that i saw was this it's not pity it's the compassion yeah you know it's compassion and then i was like cool and i, I saw that in my eyes towards me mm. it was very interesting experience and then like of course other days it was like uh 
like uh, like when you mentioned it, it was like okay dude let's go you know <laughs> like that kind of stuff and uh, anyway it's just different hacks different things will have different effects on on, on people but uh, to me it was like it took the crisis of like my back being screwed up to to fix and i can say that oh the other thing in terms of like snake oil people too that's why i, I got so worried too like i'm always skeptical about that is that so we went to this doctor here in uh, in ukraine i'm not saying that he is i'm just mentioning the concept mm -hmm. in general um okay i have this like herniated disc in the in my back so i have to fix this thing how do i fix this oh there is no fix then there is painkillers which i refuse then there is um just a general like oh you should lose weight and do this and hope for the best and maybe there are surgeries there's uh like it's a billions and billions of dollars of um, uh, uh, industry yeah. about back pain, right? We all know this. So what I wanted to do, okay, let's see what we can do. And then we found here in Odessa a doctor that was supposed to be like about um, like helping people that do sports and things like that. And then he suggested this super strong magnetic resonance treatment plus injection of plasma plus um, collagen. collagen directly, not in the my back, but like on the area around and all the, the things. And he says, oh, in this many, like a few thousand dollars later and uh, <laughs> no, 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 like a dozen Three sessions. Yeah, he, it's going to, to fix. And then I was trying to, okay, again, it's a matter of doing your research and being like humble to the idea that I may be being uh, um, um, taking advantage of, or maybe this person knows something deep that I don't, which mm -hmm. is the case. I think that's the benefit of the doubt that I give to Caroline Leaf because she's a neuroscientist working. Maybe, maybe they have some let's say pre-understanding of the quantum world that applies to the brain that they can see some effects that I don't know. And my let's say undergrad level understanding of quantum th underground uh, <laughs> under what's the word undergrad dropout level of, of physics is incorrect and I should be humbled to think that I may be wrong about that. At the same time, I was like, okay, this guy's talking about these three different um, procedures, right? Elements, to do, yeah, elements to, to do. And then I was like, okay, let me Google. Let me find what the name of my problem is. Let me go on WebMed, like to see what the, 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 the say, general understanding in the medical field is of what's supposed to happen, right? And then I got other two references from doctors. In this case, I, I got two doctors from Brazil to one that is a back specialist. Um, and then they gave different opinions. And the, the, the motivating factor for me was that I could not find published, uh, I mean, no, not that they do not exist, but I was not able to find published results on the techniques that this guy was talking about. Of course, he was explaining to us in Russian and I was trying to find the keywords related to what he was uh, explaining, but I could not find it in the journals, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, okay, maybe it's, maybe it's like, um, how do you call it? They, they have like stem cell research that is happening like in Dominican Republic and Mexico and this and this and that, that is not approved in certain countries, but apparently is very, um, uh, just because it's not mainstream does not mean that it's not true. Yeah. At the same time, it's very difficult to gauge what will be true. And then when it comes to injecting things in your back, what I decided not, was not, not to believe, was to postpone that action. Yeah. What can I do right now 
that will possibly give uh, like effects. And the things that I'm doing, I'm basically pain-free on my back for most of the time. Only when I wake up, I still have some. But like, as you mentioned, like I stopped eating bread. I stopped eating halva. most halva, <laughs> yeah, sweets, like for the most, oh yeah, for basically for the most part. Even like wine or beer that I, beer basically like almost none. And then sometimes like for a week, I don't have like anything like fun uh, like that. And usually when it is, it's like, it's not that much. But then I was like, but I'm slowly taking those things out and they do help. And whenever I indulge myself, I, I, I feel the next day and sometimes I actually feel my back. So there's like some level of inflammation related to it. Yeah, we all know that such things as fried things and sugars and... Um, Carbs. Yeah. Well, for many people, lactose yeah. and uh, um, in wheat, like the... Um, damn, the word escapes uh, of me. Wheat. Gluten. 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 They provoke uh, inflammation. And that inflammation will result in the most problematic problem. So it's not like necessarily sugar causes pain in back pain, but because you have some problem there, it really does cause it there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of like it increases your level of inflammation. Yes. And then by consequence, yeah. yeah. So like I was doing that. And so, um, but just to tie up to the psychological thing is that what I saw over this few two months was a lot of uh, paying attention to this, let's say, inner... Not only I started having a lot of creative ideas and things like that again, but also like paying attention to your inner life and what your body mm -hmm. and your mind is telling you. I was like super, super into uh, that, uh, like trying to tune in into it. And... Um, and that has been like a cool experience. One thing that I was able to do that I, that I, I have never thought I would be able to do, like unless I'm super rich or something, but this thing of like going to the sauna after training, mm -hmm. like I think we should talk a little bit about that because in Ukraine and Russia and uh, like Slavic countries in general, I guess in Finland as well, they do a version of this, but it's this cold and... Um, but it's not but, sauna, it's traditional banya. Yeah, yeah I don't know Slightly the difference different. except they're like slapping you stuff. Like <laughs> it's basically the same thing. But anyway, uh, like, but, but, but the concept of having being like super hot sauna or at least hot sauna for a certain period of time and then going for a cold plunge and then coming back to the sauna and coming back. Traditional snow because it's right. winter activity mostly. Yeah. Not that they will not do it during other times, but in the villages, like uh, that, you would experiment with snow basically. Yeah, and uh, I know that a lot of Slavic countries and Nordic countries have variations of these mm -hmm. traditions. And here, as you're seeing, like Bani is as it is different than a regular sauna. But at the same time, I remember since Toronto, since I met you, we started going to those places. And it was like, it's this experience that really relaxes you and uh, it's really painful and difficult. And at the same time, you get hooked on it. It relaxes afterwards. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, because you went through this difficult thing. And then there is, according to, I think she was interviewed in Rogan, uh, um, Dr. Randa Patrick. She does a lot of studies about the... Uh, the benefits of sauna mm. in taking inflammation out, mm. in taking uh, heart across the board. If you do three, four, five times a week sauna, 
like 20 minutes is the minimum effective dose or something like that. There is like the parameters that she was talking about. But if you do that for a consistent period of time, all indicators for heart disease, cancer, all stuff like gets better, supposedly. Again, not a doctor. But that's what she was talking about. And I see like here people doing that as even like a lifestyle. There are banyas everywhere and all that. In this gym that we're going now, they have like, it's more of a finished sauna. So it's like, it's like a banya, come on. It's like wood, put a bunch of stones, heat them, and you're there like sweating your ass off. So they, um, what I do, since they don't have this cold plunge, like in regular traditional banyas, they have like this buckets of cold water that freezing will go into freezing water. water. Or you go into the swimming pool, or in our case, you even went to the lake, frozen, uh, sorry, frozen river, and then you just go into the cold water and then you come back afterwards, right? So you do that kind of stuff. And the idea is that you use uh, heat shock proteins mm -hmm. and cold shock proteins uh, that change things in your body, in your physiology. And in my case, what I could see, so I said, you know what? They have this sauna. Might as well try to do it. I can't really float here. I think there are no like flotation tanks or things like that, which is also very nice. Um, I did that in Toronto a few times. But I said, you know what, sauna every day would be interesting. Let's see if I can do it. One of the side effects that I did not expect, besides mental things, but physical, no matter how much weight I get or how much elliptical or how much like stress I put in my body in terms of the, the exercise, finishing with 20, 30 minutes of a sauna, even if it is two, three sessions that are like smaller, I do not feel that stiffness in my body that would prevent me from going to the gym unless I got the training effect that I had before. And then uh, just one marker in terms of like that I was able to measure, like because I had written it down when I was 29, uh, what weights I was getting on like bench press, like in, uh, mm -hmm. like uh, all those things. And now even in two months, I'm not as like right at that level yet like uh, of intensity but i'm able to get to those levels of uh, of uh, like a weight like in terms of the intensity that i'm doing is not that much compared to what it was but it's just two months mm -hmm. and they already got to that point that oh you feel like your body like changing so this and the, the sauna even psychologically has been uh incredible experience well i think physical activity in uh, general can be a very interesting effect on creative life because it's sort of like almost like a meditation or some time that you take for yourself sometimes just thinking about different things and being on your own in your own mind sometimes plugging something and listening to it so nurturing your creative mind so it definitely uh, physical activity or like uh, also sauna in this case like taking time for yourself but also influencing physically on your body with temperature not with like strength temperature like it definitely has different effects uh, uh, not on the body but on mind and brain and I like this separation mind and brain separate. yeah 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 that's that's a topic for for a different day. Yes, it's, uh, because I think yeah. on this note, soon also it's time to go to sauna for you. <laughs> right, no, to go to gym first, then the gym sauna. sauna. Yeah, I have to earn it. I have to earn my sauna. Uh, yeah, for mm. me it was also interesting, like just a little uh, 
summary note like for me obviously like going through different like uh, exercises and meal plans and yeah i did quite a lot of different stuff including gym sauna swimming now i'm starting trying to do ems training which will be later we also start doing pilates so it was All very right. active on this uh uh, more like health and sport <laughs> uh, lifestyle but of course uh, for me I think the mm, biggest marker of seeing uh, improvement both physically and psychologically was our recent shoot uh, which I finally did in Paladin's costume right. <laughs> because it's interesting like during our travels I typically don't have costumes so I just shoot uh, in uh, regular clothes and they get creative with it which I also enjoy a lot but even before we start actively traveling, I remember I caught myself on this feeling that I'm postponing any belly dance shoots because I didn't feel good wearing costumes. Because for me, photo shoots, especially if it's creative photo shoots, it's about that sensation of like, I want to feel beautiful like makeup hair like even for me like the fact of inviting let's say stylist or makeup arts not doing it myself although i have skills but someone else it's like as if like adding some new touch and seeing myself like in a new way and in that time putting belly dance costume on didn't feel good at mm. all <laughs> so i remember like kind of because i think my previous belly dance for the shoot I think it was like two years ago, New Year we were doing white costume. I don't think we did anything afterwards in Baladin's costume. So it was literally like one year, no, one year or two, no, two years. Wow. Don't know. No, you did stuff in, uh, in Kiev. Yeah, it was in Kiev. So it was a long time and then having this few days ago, like putting costume and like feel like, ah, cool, I want to dance, photograph. So it's, it's very cool and it's kind of like opening doors of, no, not opening doors, it's uh, helping yourself in this way. It also breaking some limitations that you put yourself on you. Hmm. In my case, it was. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, I think, this is enough uh, <laughs> ideas. Uh, ideas for we're, we actually are planning to do um, a little review movie review we start doing like little clips of things to for people to talk about but because uh, yesterday though the day before we watched the new spider-man movie so i guess we'll do that for the next episode uh, well we also were planning to try to do short episodes right yes yeah, so like, oh, maybe let's do a short episode because i try to go to the gym <laughs> But yeah, like so, uh, like my the takeaway for me, like on this, um, uh, like let's say two month uh, adventure here in uh, Odessa. We should also mention that it was like a lot of like work online, but there were like lockdowns here too, and then there were like some restrictions to go around. You have to do tests or things, or every time you want to go anywhere. But I was able to do a very cool, like uh, to work in one um, and play for one. Uh, belly dance competition here which was fun to do again oh and the, the other thing to to also mention that it unlocked for sure be, before because of this uh, let's say physical activity that you start believing in yourself and start seeing results that you can measure you know like mm -hmm. i could on the elliptical as uh, like fat bastard that i was i could not go five minutes and i would start sweating and getting tired you know like going okay i was putting like super big weight on the on the thing but then i could not keep up 
and then now like it's 30 minutes and I don't even feel it. I need to do even like different more like like more intense kinds of, of cardiovascular exercises like those interval trainings and things like that to be able to, to explore. So you see even in two months, yeah. in a week, there can be a big, big differences. Right. And a lot of those differences start already when you said like uh, even for you. Right. Uh, when you said, when you saw the photos or the, so glimpses of photos, it's like, okay, I know what I have to do to be able to get to a certain level. And I think one of the things that it's a shame, but a misconception about uh, physical exercise, uh, at least from a almost formerly fat person, is that it does influence your creativity just for the fact that you keep doing those things and when it becomes, if you're a creative person, when it becomes a, a, like a day-to-day -day thing, your mind wanders. Mm -hmm. And when your mind wanders, it's a beautiful thing, mm, right? Yeah. So, uh, like, it was very interesting. And one of the things that happened, too, was that subconsciously, I'm sure, I started exploring other things that had been on my mind for a long time, like, <laughs> right? So... What this is basically like a little keyboard that uh, my parents gave me as a gift for uh, Christmas. And basically, I have been thinking about doing um, music electronically for a long time. Yeah. Um, and last time I saw keyboards and things like that was in the 90s. And they had, well, 90s sounds. They were like really cheesy and bad. But the technology got so amazing that I contacted a friend in Toronto that told me about this like drum set. So basically they recorded all sounds of the Arabic drums and Turkish drums and some Persian ones too and North African and all that. And uh, you can basically play it on your computer. So I started learning that program and I'm already, it's like, huh, this is for drums. What if I put some uh. strings on top of this thing? And then suddenly I was making music, actual, like not only drumming, but actual like melodic compositions. So I got one scale, like Arab scale that I knew, uh, like by heart, it's the one that I sort of know like, like easily to play, easily, quote unquote. And then I started, okay, what if in this part there's like a, like this kind of beat and then let me play around with the melody. Oh, that sounds cool. What if I put an accordion on top? What if I put a doo-doo on top? And then it's like opening up all the things to do. And also because I had more energy, like I was okay to keep going even concentration-wise for long periods of time. Mm. The one thing from a bad point of view that I wanted to mention that I still haven't figured out is sleep. To me, it has been, I either sleep five, six hours, but I go to sleep at 4 a.m. and wake up at 10. That's not a good thing. Or if I wake up early, it sort of wrecks my day and I'm not very productive. And I do not want to be the guy that works in the middle of the night like a vampire. Even though it is my natural like tendency, both physically and creatively, I like it. Because it's, like, it's just me working here, doing my thing. And I don't need to go anywhere except going to sleep. At the same time, I know it's not good for your like internal rhythms, but that's one thing that I'm still struggling. I do not know how to, to solve it yet. Well, I guess topic for one of the upcoming shows. <laughs> right. So you have any summing up, any comments, anything? You're good? I think as we approach an end of this year and coming soon to 2022, I really wish everyone to take a look 
first of all internally not only in your mirrors but first of all internally and ask yourself what you are craving for in terms of taking care of yourself because for all of you it will be different and for all of you the answers will know only you the methods of how to solve something or achieve yeah that you may want to ask some external help but what you need to address those answers answers you already know you just need to ask yourself yeah and as you ask you'll get some version of an answer and as you go through better answers will pop in and they just come because you went through the, through the thing that's certainly the case for me so i guess with that i'm pedro bonato this is jana komarnitska if you like the show again like subscribe refer to your friends it does really help this is a new show so we're trying to put the word out there if you got some value out of it feel free to uh to share um and like don't forget media. to check also yanda's club for yes. dance training programs to add into your life into your lifestyle there is a lot of stuff there and uh don't forget to send us questions yeah. for upcoming shows all links in the description to this video and on this note yes thank you for joining us see you next time and go to the gym.